want to run some catchphrases by you today. What kind of catchphrases have you been workshopping for us? I hope you put the, the prerequisite effort in. I really have. I've been, uh, been practising these in the mirror to really get the delivery down. Because it's like they say with comedy, timing is everything. Uh, <laughs> that, that's not how that goes at all. I was, I was going to deliberately mess it up. But I was going to mess up the timing, not what I was saying. Um, so I actually messed up messing up. Still would have had the desired effect if I'd not then spent this subsequent time explaining what happened. Well, so, I think that it's fine, because this time explaining what happened is you dragging out the joke, which means that your timing is inherently worse, and therefore the joke is better. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it does have that. If it goes on long enough, then it will be funny. And then can, can unfunny. I, can I ask, is this still part of the, the of the catchphrase? Are we still in the catchphrase? Because it was a catchphrase about poor timing. Are we still in the catchphrase? Yes, yes. This whole... The, the problem with this catchphrase is it requires the other person to have the exact same dialogue you just had. Which I've lucked out so far. The exchange we're having is exactly how this catchphrase goes. So I, I, well I went, I went and leaked. Uh, I went and stole off of your Google Docs the script for it, which is how I've been able to uh, follow the script. It's funny, oh, actually, you... that part of the script for the uh, for the the catchphrase involved me acknowledging that I'd stolen the script for the catchphrase. That's quite quite fortuitous. That is quite fortuitous, though. I am concerned because. Uh... I was supposed to give Jason try that link. Oh, oh but he's oh. going to be a bit angry with you now. Is, is, is he? That. Is he going to be a bit pissed off at me because I stole his leak? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I, I, one thing I do know, right? Right. <laughs> uh, check, please. Okay, here is your check for leaking this to me. Thank you. There you go. That yeah. that's how Just that as long as, works. as Jim and Laura. Don't steal each other's leaks. I, yes. I, you know, we don't steal each other's leaks. Uh, we I mean, consentingly you, you, you offer leak each other, upon each other. You offer each other your leaks very, um, you know. Yeah. Very would ha- very would you? Would you, Jim, enjoy one of my leaks? Because if so, I will give it willingly. I mean, we are talking about piss, right? We're talking about <laughs> piss. I'll piss on you, do you, Jim? Right. That's, that's what I'm right. getting at. Is I'll piss is on that, you. Is, is, okay. okay. Do you want me um, to piss on you, Jim? <laughs> I, I just, I just want to say for the record as well, um, we're talking about piss right is another one of my award-winning catchphrases alongside. Uh, I, I would check, buy, please. I would buy a T-shirt that says we're talking about piss right. I'd, I'd buy that. I'd wear that T-shirt with pride. Okay, okay. So, I think that's accomplished all I need to accomplish. Welcome to Podquisition, everybody. We're here with episode one two nine. Which is easy as a B nine. I did it anyway. I did it anyway. <laughs> Both of I, us tried to do it before the recording started for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I fought the urge and I did it anyway. And to make it even worse, I didn't even do it in any sort of tune. I'm Jim Sterling. I'm joined by Laura Kate Oh, How are you? I'm good. I'm I'm here in my brand new leather jacket, which actually has long enough sleeves for me, which is a minor miracle. I'm drinking some blue raspberry dragon soup, which is like high Ooh. alcohol caffeinated weird drink. Eating some chicken nuggets, being a video game rock star. It's a good old that, day today. That sounds nice. luxurious. I saw that jacket 
and it's a snazzy jacket. Yeah, I I, 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 been, I get that style. I know I know your style now because <laughs> I have seen it and recognise it. And I, I know been... your style. This style for you, I yeah, I know that I've, style. Are you I've kidding been, me? I, I, I'm getting yeah. I've I've been wanting a nice leather jacket again for a while because I used to have a few when I I rode bikes a lot, but. I've not had one in a while. I treated myself to a nice leather jacket. It fits really well, and now I'm just like, oh, oh, I'm I'm one of one of them one of them tattooed bike chicks now. I can, I, I'm okay with this. Go me. This live is my dream. style. Live the dream. Live the dream. Um, speaking of living the dreams, we've also got the miracle of sound, who's in the house and has some hipster welfare e begging to do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. How today, are you, to, sir? I'm feeling bittersweet today because I'm incredibly happy, but also incredibly hungover because uh, <laughs> I I celebrated a little too hard last night with the success of my Patreon launch. <laughs> there we go. Taking very literally the title of the pulp song Party Heart without yeah. realizing that, as with most things, uh, there's a sort of ironic criticism of the subject contained within the lyrics of Jarvis Cocker's songs. That's the problem with pulp. If you take them too literal, uh, you're going to get hung over. I would love to hear Jarvis Cocker and pulp covering Party Hard by Andrew WK. Oh my god, I love Andrew WK. He He's follows a me. Fucking legend. He he follows me on Twitter, and we occasionally like when I'm drunk, I will just tweet at him, and he'll retweet my drunk thoughts about partying. <laughs> I, um, I, I my favourite oh, yeah. one was the time he retweeted a tweet I'd made while drunk that I think was just uh, bedtime has no limits. You know, he, he, he's lovely. He retweeted me when I dressed up as him for Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 our friend, friendos, I, I love Andrew WK as much as anybody else. Um, I think he's uh, a great laugh. I, I admire his spirit, his, his champion spirit. He's got the heart of a champion. Uh, and and his positivity is an inspiration. Uh, but there was a pulp song called Party Hard. Uh, I I just want people to know that, okay? Um, let's, From the let's album not give This Andrew Is Hardcore, w- wasn't that's, it? That's correct, yes. Let's not yeah. give Andrew WK all the fucking credit, shall we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me all your credits. Yes, of give, which... give all of the credits <laughs> to Miracle of Sound. Uh, who do you, Would you like to make uh, the announcement yourself? I'll do yeah. your trumpet noise. That was beautiful. How am I supposed to follow that? I don't know. I mean, I think that was the best musical moment ever, and that includes when you did Round the Twist. Definitely. That needs to be on my next album. I'm stealing it. I oh, hope yeah, you didn't you copyright it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, damn it. No, I, I was going to, but I didn't. So, <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I had to extend the concept of the joke that far. Um, sorry, please yeah. an- announce I, away, sir. I think it did pretty good. I got a thousand patrons on the first day, which okay. I have been told is is very good. Awesome. Uh, um, I have nine hundred and thirty eight total, and I've been on Patreon for like three years. So you're doing very well. Good. Gavin's no. got a Patreon. That that's what I was leading up for the announcement for. Not the figures. Not the not the hard hard cash. Uh, oh no I, no. I, I the, was. I I'm, I just I'm, wanted the listeners. You can go to miracle of like patreon.com forty slashy miracle of sound all one word and and bung him some money. 
I'm uh, I'm mainly excited about the figures, not the the existence of the Patreon. Because if, if enough people back him the first month, I get a bonus. Because totally, it was my idea for him to get a Patreon. Oh, and we're such, definitely going to you know. get a bonus, aren't yeah, you? With, that, yeah, with those numbers on the first day. Yeah, both me and Gab getting getting money. Mm. Woo! Because because a bunch of people supported Gab, so bonuses. <laughs> serious note, though, like seriously, thanks. That's fucking amazing. You know, it, like it's that super people lovely want to support that, me is yeah. amazing. The fact that there are that many people that are all like, yeah, Gavin makes really awesome music. Let's support that so that he can keep financially, you know, making making lots of awesome music. That's lovely yeah. to see. It's awesome. Hooray. It's, it's how and, art and, should be, I think, in a lot of cases. Maybe not all of it, but I think uh, a lot of art benefits from this kind of relationship. Mm. It, it's nice to be able to create what you want to create on a daily basis. Yeah. And specifically and know that for there an audience is a, that wants it, yeah. Yeah, uh, for an audience that's willing to be like, I'm not buying individual things, I'm willing to just support you creating. Yeah, and yeah that's I just really want to own this person. It's really creatively... <laughs> it don't, like, you know, take yeah, away you, the, like, I own you now. You it's creatively fulfilling. Yeah, everyone mm. owns Gavin, and we're, all three of us are owned now. The The show is entirely owned by you, You may fucks. eat of our bodies and drink of our fluids. They are yours to share amongst yourselves. Yeah. You'll, and if, you'll if, probably want to start with the others, because I'll make a hefty pudding. I was going to say, <laughs> you might want to start with, with Jim, because there's, you know, you're not going to have to be, like, scraping, like, tiny bits of meat off of the bones my like worry, you were with me. My worry is that you two will be rotten by the time they get done with me. That's my worry. Well, no, we can just stay alive until you're done being eaten. Like, they don't have to kill all three of us straight away and then eat you while we're rotting. They can leave us, you know, plumping up a bit I, while they There's you. some vore fetishist out there now listening to us and fapping away like <laughs> hey, dark hey, side hey. If you're if you're into vore, you're welcome. You're welcome right now. We did this now, for you. <laughs> now, listener, li- li- listener, that that one specifically right now who's picked up a pencil. Um, <laughs> put it down, mate. <laughs> or just just it, leave it. If, if you draw it. You know, G- Gavin doesn't generally enjoy seeing this stuff. If you have to send it to someone, I, you know, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with seeing whatever you come up yeah. with. I, I might, I might grimace a bit, but I'll look at Laura's, it. Laura's, <laughs> Laura's fine with seeing whatever you come up with of Laura. Let's let's clarify. Yeah, that. Let, let's go with that. You can do as you will, artistic world. Um, right. So, <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> anyway, what are yeah. we here to talk about? It's hard to video tell games. now because, like, ostensibly video games, but um, I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure we've talked more about like niche sex acts than we have about video games so far. So far, yeah, and and then I have well, the issue of of having yesterday done another one of those um, ones with Ian, the the Jim won't give Ian his VR podcast, which are almost as far away from video games as you can get while still being loosely tethered to the world of video games. Uh, also, I just remembered I ordered a Tamagotchi. When does that get here? Should, should I should I start us off on the video games where you look yeah. up when your Tamagotchi's coming? So uh, yeah. just to get, really yeah, I'm not going to look it up. Video I'd, game this week. Oh, I'd like it to just be a surprise, the Tamagotchi. Um, I mean, we don't have to. Uh, I know Gavin just said he we we don't have to keep talking about the Tamagotchi. <laughs> I was going to say, for once, shall we start with Gavin talking about a thing he did, but do you want to talk about your Tamagotchi while we're here, Go on, talk about your Tamagotchi. 
No, no, no. I've actually got nothing to say about it. Oh. I've just it's 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 on its way. So I'm actually interested because because Gav's got a big recommendation. Yeah, Gav, what did you play? Okay, I played. No, I want to talk about my Tamagotchi. Tell us about your fucking Tamagotchi, Jim. It's not here yet. How can I tell you about it? What are you What are you talking really, about, Laura? He, he really Tama got me with that joke. Oh! Oh! Fucking oh. hell! Yes, so, so, a real Jim, joke, Jim, Jim. I love it. Either, either you tell us about your Tamagotchi, or you be quiet oh, so that Gavin off. can talk. And if if you don't do either of those, I'll have to make you do one of them. Okay. Don't okay. test me. All right. All right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Well, we can we can all talk about it because um, everyone play. I, I think the two games I played this week, you both played them too. Little nightmares we, and Edith we Edith we Finch. have. But by pointing this out, you have undermined my attempt to you know keeping Jim in line. But we'll we'll ignore <laughs> we'll ignore that you've under, undermined my whole attempt here. What if uh, what have you been playing? Here's the thing. Okay, so, I've already reviewed Edith Finch, so. Yeah. Um, Gav can like just have the floor on that, and I won't need to chip in too much. Cool. Edith Finch is one of my favorite games I've ever played. It's so good, and I wasn't—I didn't know what to expect from it. I went into it like not knowing anything about it, mm-hmm. and was pretty much blown away by it. Um, It—I suppose it—you could use the word walking sim uh, to describe it. it. But as as those games go, it's by far my favorite one I've played. It certainly pushes the boundaries of what it is. Um, it reminds me of, of, of me- mechanically what that dragon counter attempted um, in terms of uh, seeing what you can do with, with interactive fiction without getting yeah. too close to more yeah. traditional video games. Uh, I think Edith Finch, on a mechanical level, does it so much better. I, um, I think, it it I think really th- does explore yeah. that. Like, like, what can we do with... with with still limited interactivity that's story driven. I yeah. I had a very similar comparison to that Dragon Cancer when I was playing it. Like I think the big difference for me was it was a similar set of mechanics to that Dragon Cancer but without the mechanical I, I ludo narrative dissonance is like a it's you know it's that oh you're a video game journalist kind of word but it's <laughs> it is kind of the word to use here in that there's not that same conflict between the narrative attempting to be told and the mechanics at play there's less yep. of that weird why am i doing this was, for this bit of story they blend but it together was a very better. it was a very similar attempt at mechanics there as was narrative. one there was one sequence in the game um that i thought was just pure genius and it was uh, a sequence, and I can't, I, I'm not going to describe it because that would spoil it, but it was a sequence that um, was demonstrating the challenge of working in a monotonous, boring job while your imagination is trying to run wild, and, and mm. it was so yeah. cleverly done. It it was, yeah, it was there fucking was, beautiful, that there was a segment. L- there was a lot of that that felt very familiar, and it was very gorgeously yeah. presented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked it, and the house was fin- like a fantastic place to explore. It was beautifully designed and and and, and atmospheric and all that stuff that I like yeah, in games. Yeah, yeah. The set dressing was amazing. Like they really did make each room incredibly reflective of the character mm-hmm. whose room it was, um, and, they, and and each one had its own like stark personality. Like the moment you walk into one one guy's room. Um, I forget. I forget his name. 
It, it, oh, no, it was actually the, the guy who you just referenced. Um, the brother's story. room? Yeah, you walk in there. The, oh, the neon. You see what's on the wall, what's on the table. You automatically get a sense of who the, the person was. Yeah. Uh, and that seems to run through every single room. They're very exaggerated, but then the Finch family are, are supposed to be very exaggerated, eccentric people, so it, uh, it, it all makes sense. But, yeah, yeah. just... Wonderful, wonderful characterization in that game. I really felt like the Finch family was something I wanted to learn a lot more about, you know? Mm. Mm, definitely. I, 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 and I loved how um, you could, like, go around the house before anything and look through all the peepholes of the rooms mm. and kind of see that distorted view of them. So then when you reach them, as, as she said, it, it felt like climbing into a painting. It was really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And they managed to express that over a short period of time, which is impressive, uh, to, to, to get the same sense of this character who must have done that for years. Um, if you liked um, Stanley Parable and Gone Home, you will probably love this. Yes, yes. Mm. I mean, I would even say, like, if you're one of those people who didn't care for such games, uh, this mm. one may still be worth uh, checking out. At yeah. least, uh, at least, maybe look up some videos online and, and to get a sense of it. Mm. Uh, and it, it still might interest you. It still and might not, interest you. You're not going to get like super challenge from it at all, but you are going to get told a really cool story in a really cool way that only video games can do. Mm. Cons yes. Considering the last couple of times that I played games that would fall into that sort of walking sim category, um, I think the last couple I played were fragments of him. And uh, that Dragon Cancer that were both interesting but heavily flawed. Mm -hmm. I have far fewer criticisms to make of this. Um, mm -hmm. What Remains of Edith Finch is a lot more cohesive and polished and easily recommendable than yeah. the last couple yeah. of these yeah. I played. So I'm I've... I'm excited to have another very easily recommendable one of these. It all. It also had that thing we were talking about last week, which is to take one location, set the whole game there, and make it really detailed. And that really worked for them. Mm. Mm. God, we sounded so up our asses then. Oh, that is here, the high-class criticism you have there, Gavin. The, the question I always ask isn't, are video games art? It's more, when video games art? <laughs> I declare it the artiest whimsy of this semester. Ludonarrative dissonance. Ludonarrative dissonance. Dissonance. Video games don't need narrative. Why are they obsessed with them? Oh my Ooh. god, that, that oh. recent article, the why do games bother with stories? I'm like, fuck off. S stories in games are good, fuck off. I, um, yeah, I saw the furor running around about that one. Um, I didn't read it. I, I took a look at it and I was like, I'm, I'm not gonna. F I'm not. I'm not going to find you, merit in this. Like I know. You, it, I know it's a bit shitty to dismiss no, something out of hand, you, but then I wasn't prepared to have that conversation. You made about the right should, choice. You really did. Yeah, like I just. It's not a conversation because I. I saw it. I saw the provocative headline and then was like, I mean, there could be a. a I could read this and there could be a Jimquisition rebuttal in it, but then it seemed so asinine. A discussion to have it's like yeah i might have talked about this in like the destructoid years when the stakes seemed 
high enough to get into this sort of discussion, well, but the, the I'm entire, kind of better like, than that now. The entire rebuttal to it boils down to there are some narratives which benefit from you having agency, because sometimes having to make a choice in a narrative is difficult, and that has value. There you go, that's like two sentences think, that rebutted well, the article. I think even when there's no choices to be made... Yeah, like, there there are ways video games can tell stories exactly. that no other so, medium can do. Sometimes, like you know, Dark Souls is like, mm. hey, we're going to tell you a story about like overcoming these very difficult things that want to stop you in your path by like having that last the last DLC. Piece. Yeah, speaking of have, very difficult oh, things. <laughs> oh my god, it's so oh, hard. Fuck. I, I it picked was up too Dark fucking Souls. hard for me. I picked up Dark Souls three again um, uh, for the first time since. I think mid last year or, or, yeah. or whenever it was, I, I stopped on my first playthrough and uh, finally installed the DLC because I rarely have time to play DLCs Podcasting. for things. So I finally got to play some, and then I got to uh, I got to that last DLC, and I was like, "What? What in the name of Jesus's fuckhole am I dealing with here?" I, I um, think I think that last DLC being as hard as it was was partially to be like, okay, you're not getting any more it, like games with the Dark Souls name on them. This DLC yeah. has to last I'm, you a while. I'm gonna we, be honest. We bumped though, up all the numbers. It didn't feel good hard to me. It, it felt it, a bit fucking annoying having say, that I've many been, mobs yeah. chasing around I've after me. I've been feeling that with some of it. Um, it it felt arbitrarily hard, but I think like I I got the feeling it was deliberately arbitrarily hard just so it would last a while because people would complain otherwise because it's yeah. the last one. The level I design is disc. spectacular, though. I bought a disc of the first Dark Souls recently, and it came the other day, and I was excited, and I played it, and I played it for a bit. And then died and lost my temper and um, <laughs> left it. And then I went to play it again, and now the disc won't work. And I'm really sad, because oh, you can't fuck. download it on Xbox One. Um, it, it shows up Dark in the Souls store. One. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, Why don't um, you just get it on Steam? Huh? Just get it on Steam? Yeah, I got it on Steam. Okay. I got a good run on Steam. But there are sometimes when like I don't want to be in the office. Oh, okay. I have okay, this I thing you. about like you. being in the office for too long, so I want yeah, to you. just have a, a fuck about one on the Xbox. Uh, yeah. Play it on the Xbox One. Um, oh man, can you imagine if, if Dark Souls came out on the Switch? That'd be awesome. That'd be oh fun. yeah. I would play that. I would play the shit out of that. Yeah, me too. I've been getting a lot more play out of the Switch lately. I mean, we'll talk about that later. But um, I'm I'm I'm. I'm glad that I'm getting in Switch time because I've been looking for excuses and I've, I've been complaining that I can't enjoy Isaac on it like I hoped mm. I would, but finally getting some stuff out of it, so hooray. Well, I've, yeah. I've, been, I've been enjoying the Switch recently mainly because like I'm just finishing up with Zelda like two months in where I'm like, I feel like I've got you know my 200 hours-ish out of this that I want to get. And now they've talked about the the, the first DLC for it. And DLC, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm going to jump back into that. You're, I, you're I will still going to get the tingle suit, aren't you? <laughs> oh my god, I'm getting the tingle suit. Please. I want to run the, around as an overgrown elf boy. <laughs> the DLC is interesting enough to make me consider um, playing it some more. Um, not, not again, not that I had a bad time with it, etc, etc. Good game, mm. it's a good game. Um, but I was... I did feel... Thoroughly concluded with it. I felt, you know, yeah. book closed on that. Uh, but mm. some of that stuff I'm looking at, and I'm, I, I am, 
I'm, you know, it's not like I've uninstalled it or anything. I could fire it up any time. So, so yeah, well, I'm I, interested I deliberately, in that's I deliberately left a lot of Breath of the Wild unfinished when I went to fight Ganon because it's a great, lovely game to have when you've just got like 20 minutes on the couch. Oh, definitely. And you know what I'm like, so just mentioning this DLC that's upcoming, they detailed this week a little bit. The thing that's got me most excited is one of the things that you can toggle on and off with the DLC is basically a line of every place you've walked over the last 200 hours of game time. Yeah, that's and awesome. that's really nice for, just from the perspective of... Like, where haven't it, I been? Yeah, it's sometimes hard to visualise in your head where have I... What areas of the map have I just somehow never been to because I keep walking around them? And it's going to be really nice to just get a visualisation of what places should I go and explore that in 200 hours I just never walked into. Mm. And that's actually a clever feature. I, yeah. I, 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 I've read clever. it in that. That's a clever clever little idea. It's, it's a thing that like I'm really thankful for considering I'm, I would love I'm pretty that. close to that 200 hour mark. Like That's pretty I'd, perfectly timed for me. I'd love something like that in, say, Fallout 3 or 4, because mm. I would love to know. I don't think there's anywhere I haven't been in those games now after so many hours, but imagine if you actually just found out, oh, wow, there's a place I haven't been even after, like, 400 hours. Yeah. yeah. It's one I, of those things that I, I, I've I, never thought of before, but then, yeah. and then when you hear it, you're like, why hasn't nobody thought of that yeah. before? That's such a... a a Why isn't this a mod idea, even? But, yeah. but simple but really useful idea. Mm. So yeah, yeah, credit do there. That's mm. that's Fallout Mudders. Yeah, there's that, an idea like, for you, Fallout and Skyrim Mudders. Yeah, yeah, do that. Do the little line the, walky walk. The 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 bulk of the other stuff in that DLC very quickly is there's a bunch of new outfits and stuff. There's some cool new armor, some headpieces. There's a tingle outfit. Uh, you can get an item that will allow you to make your own fast travel point somewhere if you're choosing. And they're adding in a bunch of combat shrines um, that will lead to an upgrade for the Master Sword. Which and There's one other thing as well. There's actually one other uh, extra what's, bit of DLC that they've not told you about yet. Oh, that what I can break not, here. What, what, are you breaking? what are you breaking? Right, there's a button you press if you, if you install the DLC. Yeah. And when you press it. Link does a gaper. <gasps> oh. There's another. There's he, another. He faces um, the camera. He pulls. He pulls his tunic down, or, or whatever he's wearing. Um, you know, his jerk. Jerk. No, jerking is something else. His tights, his pantaloons, whatever he's got on. Um, he, and then he spreads them. And and let me tell you, they spare no wrinkle. The Nintendo <laughs> spares no wrinkle on Link's gaper. There is like if only I, this had been in the game, it would have got an eight from Jim. <laughs> it would have. I mean, it it would have it would have pushed it up to an eight at, at the very least. But yeah, they, the, Nintendo was unwilling to show us Linkscaper, so uh, <laughs> lazy. There, there is one thing that I'm a little bit like grumble, grumble about um, being in this DLC and not being in the game itself, which is that. Hard mode is part of this first DLC pack, and having uh, having d difficulty they're... modes locked behind paid DLC is yeah. also it's Laura shitty. If they're gonna put that in, they should let Six us have a second ten. a second fucking save slot. Yeah, like my my solution for hard mode is I'm going to create another 
user on the Switch oh so that gosh. I can Is that have... what you got to do? Yep, if yeah. you create a second user on your Switch, uh, that second user can use your DLC. So I'm just going to log in as a second user for half That's mode. monstrous. That's what monstrous. I had to do when... Because um, I missed recording the first few hours, so I had to go back and start under, like, Rachel's profile to, like, get footage for the Miz not thing I might be working on. <laughs> that thing that you definitely had footage for some reason other than music videos. That that thing that that like might have been hinted at in my video last night. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, no, like that's the stuff in the Zelda DLC. I I'm excited They're going to do an expansion it. though, aren't they? Yeah, like, with new lands and stuff. So there's there's two there's two DLC packs they're doing. There's this one that's coming at some point in the next couple of months probably, or coming sometime in the near future. And then in like the latter part of this year they're doing one that is a story DLC of some kind that involves cutscenes and new areas and things. So like that's the second DLC pack seems like it's the big the bigger one. The big one. Cool. So we don't know specifically what's in that, but you know. Because I, I would play new areas in that game. I've still yeah. got a lot of Zelda left. I've still got a lot of Link still in me. You can uh, <laughs> you can play new areolas in the second one because uh, <laughs> Link flashes his nips. He flashes uh, his nips in the base game. He oh, he starts the game topless. Yeah, but this time this time he knows you're looking and he knows you. <laughs> You know I like how if you're walking around in your pants in that game, people actually acknowledge it. <laughs> I, I do uh, suspect, like, at some point we're going to get, like, an extra eight shrines added because... He cups them. That's what he does so in the, the my, next one. He, he cups Oh, just them. what I wanted. More fucking shrines. Well, I, I think there's going to be more shrines because you can't currently have two... If you get all of the shrines in the game, you can have either your stamina fully upgraded to three wheels or your hearts fully upgraded to... Two rows of hearts. I would but that's enough to survive at least add, one hit. Yeah. <laughs> I would but, rather they add one new dungeon than twenty new shrines. Yeah, I I somewhat agree with you, but my suspicion is that's what we're probably going to get, just because they're about eight shrines shy of having both fully upgraded, uh, and I'm like, they're going to add eight more shrines in one of the right, one of these DLCs will add eight shrines. Four years dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Gav, do you want to bring up the other game you've been playing this week? Little Nightmares. Yeah, how are you getting on with Little Nightmares? Uh, I like it, but I keep getting angry at it as well. I find... Now, this might just be because I fucking suck at video games, but I keep jumping off to my death by accident because it's hard to line up the jumps. <laughs> um, I will say there are some tight walkways and skewed camera angles that have had me just fall off the side once or twice. Yeah, And it seems a little bit... A little bit rubbish that I, they would yeah. allow that. I've just had the game outright b glitch and progression become impossible at least once. So oh, you know, sucks. it's oh, it's not a perfect game, but I yeah, now that really, we've just told everyone how horrible it is, I'm, let's uh, say why I'm, we all love it. I'm good. really enjoying it. Yeah, it's no inside. Which it's clearly inspired by a lot those kind of games, but it's, it's still very good. Inside by way of the Babadook. Yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, you're a, you're a little girl, run through all these these creepy environments while big, big, big ball of chef man runs at you with blades and try to not get killed and then fall Lots in. Lots of creepy. Fall, 
fall into a big pit full of shoes. Maybe a bunch of people died here, and ah, uh, there's a the, monster um, in the shoes. I I find the running away bits a little bit annoying, to be honest. But I don't know. Maybe I just wasn't playing it properly. I, I definitely. I didn't know whether I was meant to be using stealth or whether it automatically triggers him to chase you after a certain point or what was I, going on. I definitely so I enjoyed. <laughs> I enjoyed the game most when I was successfully, successfully survive like getting through in stealth without being seen. When I could manage yeah. that, that's when I was enjoying it the most. Cool. Yeah, I had some really like I've only played a little bit so far because I've been waiting for it to. Um, I was waiting for it to turn up all day yesterday because I knew it was coming. Because um, I actually, I don't, I don't normally do this for new IPs. Like I normally, I'm normally like earn your fucking special edition, you arrogant bastard. But something about this game immediately grabbed me, and I, I, I just hedged a bet on it. Um, so I, I, I plumped for the uh, for the limited edition. Um, with a, it's got a little statue of the girl with the, her lighter out. Uh, and um, yeah, I really enjoyed what I played so far. Um, found found it really enjoyably creepy and everything. Mm. The um, location's but, fantastic. Yeah, but there are just a few sort of tech issues and 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 perspective issues that are getting in the way of me really really loving it. But certainly, some moments have been like just delight, like d- delightfully horrifying. Mm. For me, a lot of my opinion, I think, is going to hinge on how it pulls off its ending. If it ends in a satisfying way, this is probably going to be a game I'm going to push quite a lot. If it ends quite, if it if it doesn't end spectacularly, I'm I'm probably going to be like, yeah, that was good, and just not think about it again. Like it's right. It's not necessarily grabbing me so much right now that I have to scream from the rooftops that everyone needs to pick it up but it could get there with a good ending it's definitely Thanks, unique and if you if you like scary games and like if you like the whole run and hide from the monster thing you you are gonna like this it's, a lot more yeah, than yeah, fucking I mean, outlast 2 it's, it's <laughs> very, that game. it's very aesthetically unsettling yeah. yeah, well, it's good that they kind of took that sort of um, typical first-person horror game on Steam thing, um, but it's not you know it's not first-person. They they put it with a, with more of a sideways perspective to make it look more like mm. you know your limbos and your Abe's Odysseys and everything. And it's not. It's and it's not, still it's just not, as scary. Um, it's not PewDiePie either. It doesn't have like jump scares and no. Although he did get it. a really early version apparently because oh. um, the kid was like. Uh, oh yeah, PewDiePie was playing this. He had a really early version. I was just like, yeah, of course he did, <laughs> with, with a slight air of contempt. <laughs> the, the, yeah, fuck people who are more successful than I am. <laughs> fuck people in general. Just sex is a good thing. Fuck people. Is yeah, that fuck that's people. what you were saying, right? Fuck people. Actually, I mean, in in my case, that yeah, I I would advise both. Both yeah. meanings of you know, the words. Fuck, like, fuck, fuck, fuck people, everyone. Fuck, fuck everyone people, in the world, like but, Trent Reznor wanted to do. But, but especially if they're more famous and successful than you. Yeah. Okay. Like, well. like, like, you know, I mean, fuck anyone you want, but, but if they are more successful and famous than you, like, climb the ladder. So how, how do I use fucking you, Jim, to eventually climb the ladder? Like, how, how do I turn that when it eventually happens into, like, the next step of my career? 
Uh, let's see. You get from me to um... Jason Schreer. I respect his work. I'll I'll say that. I I respect his work. He does fine journalism at Kotaku, um, and I've sourced him a lot. He he does do some, some fine work. But also, you don't have to praise him. He's just he's a saucy boy. No, I, I, no, I okay, He's a saucy boy. I will praise the quality of his reporting. I will not deny that he is very good at doing things like leaking what the Assassin's Creed games are going to be every year, etc. But also, fuck you, Jason Schreier, for the amount of shade you throw me. Anytime you're required to source me, you throw so much fucking shade. So there you go. The gauntlet is thrown. Oh my yeah. word, facing the Jason. Oh no, you didn't. Yeah, no, like, okay. I'm, <laughs> From I'm my, Jason Voorhees I, to Jason Moore, please. F- fuck it. I'm What's gonna, going I, to happen in I, this climactic battle? I will, I'm but, going to cash in either way. I will very briefly get into this. Um, so, like, four months ago, oh no, uh, back in November 2016, I talked about, like, hey, there's going to be this Mario Rabbids RPG crossover. In January, I was like, hey, it's going to be called Rabbids Kingdom Battle and it's coming in September. Four months later, now we're in May, Schreier over at Kotaku writes a thing being like, hey, we can confirm exclusively we found it out that there's a Mario Rabbids RPG called Kingdom Battle coming in September. And I, we, we guessed Laura talked about it first, but we confirmed it. And then uses his last paragraph of his article to just, like, throw shade at my other reports. Like, rather than being like, hey, let's point out that Laura got, uh, like, said this name and this launch month four months ago. Instead, we're going to use the last paragraph to be like, yeah, of these le- leaks, these ones haven't shown up yet. Therefore, those ones were wrong. So we, it's important context that, that these things that she said haven't yet shown up and therefore she's wrong. Which... By the way, just going to point out, go back two, three weeks, Kotaku would have been lumping the Rabbids RPG into that category. So just because something hasn't surfaced yet doesn't mean that it's not going to. Maybe don't throw so much fucking shade when you're having to cite me because I beat you to the punch four months ago, Shreya. There you go. That's a fucking thing I did. (laughs) Now that I I think about it, it might be Scryer. Scryer? Is that Scryer because he's a liar? Oh no, that that's an unfair wordplay. But but he's still a mean boy that throws shade. To be fair, he's known for throwing shade at pretty much everyone. So. Yeah, I mean yeah. half his half his Twitter feed is is like throwing well, shade at, at the notion of gamers. So you live by the shade, you die by the shade. That's ah. uh, that wasn't a death threat, by the way. I I've got no I've got no stake in this at all. Um, I've, I've, I, I am here simply to benefit from now, I, drama and I, beef. I, I have the utmost respect for the quality of Shire's reporting. Somebody, he's, somebody he's, call Keemstar right now and tell them about, uh, tell them about this beef. He is a very talented news editor who does a very good job of reporting accurately on leaks, particularly Ubisoft ones. He just gets really fucking salty when someone beats him to a Ubisoft leak. <laughs> The, the, the gauntlet has been thrown. We should probably move away from this topic. 
Wait, should we should we should we talk about some things on the news list? Why not? Yeah. Let's go down on the news list and see what happened in the news today. What happened in the news today? I, I just decided that to do that. Is that Gorillas album? In, well, I decided to do that what in case in like, someone told Jason to listen to this. Um, and he's angry. And I, that'll either cheer him up or make him even more irritated. I'm not sure which. Well, okay. Um, so news we had this week. Uh, Darksiders 3 is happening in 2018. We, oh, yeah. we initially knew this because Amazon accidentally put up a product page for it, complete with like six high-res screenshots before can't it had been announced. I can't believe they beat me to that leak. Uh, I can't believe they beat me to that leak. I can't believe they beat Schreier to that leak. Um, but no, like, uh, their hand was slightly forced and the, the PR company were like, we have a trailer ready, so fuck it, here you go. Um, the next Dark I actually Siders, saw um, Al- Alana Pierce was supposed to have the... Um... The exclusive on that, yeah, and so she was, I, she was I, like, oh, IGN, yeah, IGN still got the exclusive on the trailer. They had the trailer right. up before anywhere else, but you know, Amazon beat yeah, the screenshots. Well, they they didn't want the first ones to acknowledge the game existed, but they did have the trailer first, so I think they still got their, you know, they still got something good for them. Yeah, um, I just, I just, I copied their YouTube trailer and then just talked over it. Fair use, fair use. Um, <laughs> for my my trailer reaction fair use and that didn't get as many hits i've got to say i've i've, I've never finished a dark siders game but i am going to give this well, one a try it. i i always enjoy them i never finish them mm-hmm. yeah same I d- it just gets to a point where i just kind of lose interest yeah i don't know what it is about them that i find like just doesn't grip me the whole way through they, but um they don't have super compelling stories i don't find but they yeah. are fun, and they do have really cool, interesting worlds to go around. Yeah. So we found out a little bit about this one. Uh, it's coming to PS4, Xbox One, and uh, PC in 2018. There's no Switch version. You'll be playing as a female playable character called Fury, who is a mage. Any thoughts on that? Uh, I, I didn't see much sorcery going on when she was hitting people with that, like, razor whip. Yeah. But it was I mean, a mage's razor whip, Jim. Oh, okay. All right. I stand re- it was a mage's kind of in, one. Indifferent to it, she looks like a cool design character. Yeah, I, I like got her a lot character nicer design, design than. Oh, fuck. Jesus, sorry. <laughs> nice. She's got a lot nicer design than the guy in the first game who looked like he just fell out of someone's. Like, She's dressed like one notebook. of the X Men. She, she reminds me of like an X Men with the purple hair and, and the headplate thing. And what I like about her, though, is she seems to have some, like, a lot more personality than the other ones had. Like, I liked War and Death, but they were very sort of stoic. Yeah. And she's sort of, like, you know, smirky and grinning and it, seems is, a bit sadistic. This she looks like she, she'll be a bit more fun to play as. Yeah, is, is exactly. This she looks like we, she's going to be really into this. Is this because women have emotions and men do not because men are grumble grumble men? I don't know. I is, don't know, but that... I'd rather like I'd rather the men have emotions as well. No, the men do not have emotions. If you want emotions in your video game, yeah, SJW, you have a female character. <laughs> That's how Gone it works. Home. Yeah, go well, play Gone Home, you cuck. How, however way it works. However, 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 I've cucked myself this week. Um, I am enjoying what I've seen of her as a character so far. Um, she seems very taunting and very um, 
you know, she seems to have this sadistic mm. streak. So I'm going to enjoy it, I think. I hope. I, it, I don't it, know. I've not seen gameplay. It, um, it, I don't know if I will looks, enjoy it. It looks nice, and I'm interested to see more. Um, That's it, yeah. I want to see more. Let's see more. Yeah. Excited to. Um, in terms of hardware announcements this week, Nintendo announced the games console that two years ago I'd have absolutely loved to pick up. Uh, the new 2DS XL is a thing. How many well, fucking names do they have for that thing at this point? So, just counting the 3DS line, we now have the 3DS, the 3DS XL, the new 3DS XL, the new 3DS standard, the 2DS, and the new 2DS XL. Right, put them all in a catapult and fling them in the fucking ocean. So, like... All of them, every single one of them, this, except for my Majora's Mask this, one. This feels like a, a ludicrous thing to announce, like, after the Switch is already out, the design on this is really nice. Like, they look really snazzy, and I never use the 3D on the 3DS anyway. Here's the twist, though. They're only making six of them, and you can only use it by hooking it up to a Switch that's attached to a TV. <laughs> ah, that's, that, that's how they, how they get and you. you can't, and you can't play any Zelda games on it. Mm. So, like, I, I look at this, I'm like, had this come out two years ago, I'd have, I'd have picked one of these up, because it looks really snazzy, but... I just, I, in in the least harsh way possible, I want the DS to die already because I I want all of I'm my the, games on the Switch I'm kind now. Of getting in that situation now, where like now that I'm kind of, now that I've gotten more into like like handling the controllers and everything, um, I am enjoying using it portably quite a fair bit. Uh, and then I've Mario I've got a week I've got a, a weak stomach. Really I've a weak stomach today due to the hangover. So please don't say the names of the controllers on the oh the, sorry the, the switch sorry um, <laughs> the, the the switch trollers. Uh, I, I you no know, it's the switch moats. The switch, switch the switch mo- the Um Playing Mario Kart Eight has been an absolute delight on it. Um, and and yeah, I'm finding it hard to want. Like I, I look at my 3ds and I want to be sick now. I wretch. I I I, 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 I shit my pants every I, time I look at my 3ds. I, I picked up the 3ds the other day and I had a look at it and I just forgot until I picked the 3ds back up quite how big the difference in screen quality is. I'm just like no. No, yeah, don't, I, don't send us back there, Nintendo. I like, we don't want to go back. I like this we nice. We can't never big, go back. I like this nice big 720p screen. Let me play all my games on this, please. Just make make me Switch games. I, w- I want more Switch games because I, I quite like that that system. Don't. Send they do us need to though. They're going to get a lot of backlash if they don't put out more games for that. Well, you know, they're they're putting they're putting games out and they're putting first party stuff out at a faster rate than they've done in part in prior generations. If they keep this up, they're doing every four to six weeks there's another first party. When is um title. Mario plays in traffic coming out? Uh that is apparently expected to be like November. <laughs> that is what it should be called. It's I think it's November have you guys that seen, that's um, coming. Have you guys seen Dan Bull's uh Mario rap about that game? I have not. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, go watch it because it is so fucking funny. It's so, all about how how terrible a role model Mario is. Like having having a look at he is the, an awful shit. <laughs> I I did have a bit of a look at like what's coming up on the Switch, and it's not a bad looking year first party wise for them. Um, they've got Splatoon coming out next month, I think. Then they've got arms. Is it next month? I believe it's next month that Splatoon. Oh, I, I believe Splatoon. Yes, Splatoon is next month. The following month is arms. 
Is uh, it a Splatoon um, sequel or is it like the same uh, game? It's Splatoon two. It's a sequel. So there's a new Splatoon next month. Then there's Arms. Then there is the Mario and Rabbids crossover. Then there's going to be Xenoblade Two, the sequel to the the Wii one. And then we've got Mario Odyssey. Like that's not a bad. Oh no! And there's Fire I, Emblem Warriors. I credit them. I, I credit them. This they staggered a fucking. Not bad year on releases. Mm. They they fucking staggered it really well. If if they can well, keep they've already this got more games up, than the Xbox by the sounds of it. Oh yeah, I guarantee there are more first party exclusives that I want on the Switch than the Xbox already. I think the most important thing is is they are putting out really lot like long lasting things. Mm. Like Zelda obviously has been able to last people. Uh, up to 200 hours you know mm. um, yeah. maybe not for everyone but certainly for people who are that into it there's 200 hours right there that keeps mm. you more than ticking over to Mario Kart 8 which is a pick up and play any fucking time sort of game mm. so that tied you over until Splatoon which will have the same effect it's a yeah that's a fucking good like, strategy they, they for, are... for all the shit I gave he- mm. the uh, you know what it launched with for from saying you know oh it's just for playing Zelda on for all the shit I gave from that I will absolutely have to say they did a damn yeah. fucking good by, job by the end of its first year the Switch is going to have probably eight good first party titles out for it which is like and, first and party hopefully exclusives it'll, hopefully it'll have um, Bayonetta three as well by the looks of it. Yeah, like that's that's the hope. Um, I mean, hopefully I, it won't only be on it, on it but <laughs> yeah. I hope it gets it. Yeah, and like look, looking at their their digital lineup as well, they've got a decent number of uh, indie games are turning up on it now, and it's it's shaping up that if they can keep this pacing, the Switch might have a decent library over its first yeah. year, which I yeah. I'm happy about. Um, I mean, there's there's plenty to criticize, but as is often the case with Nintendo when it comes to the games, they've got it locked down, um, which. Uh, Actually, that's going to be something I talk about on... It, it, unless anyone decides to be a dickhead again between now and Monday, uh, I will actually have a, a Nintendo-positive Jimquisition, which might confuse a few people. Um, but there's... I, having played more and more of Mario Kart Deluxe, I, there, there's stuff in it I really want to talk about. Do you want to talk about it now while we're here? Because I've I played a well, bit... Well, no, because then I won't be able to do my episode on Monday. <laughs> okay, that that's fair. Um, well, you, no, I mean I will say you, talk, like, you put I your mean, review up so that you can bit, talk you can talk about some of that yeah, game. Yeah. No, I love it. They they put dry bones back. I here's here's my thoughts. Like I played a lot of the Wii U version and this is basically the Wii U version with a few extra bits in it, so I'm like, ah, I'm not going to sit and play like 30 hours of it like the weekend it comes out. But it is definitely a really good Mario Kart game, and I'm glad that it's there, and I, I very much like it. Yeah, I only got to play the um, the original version for a limited time. Um, I got it, but I was, I, if I recall correctly, at the Escapist at the time, and someone else had the review, and uh, back when I was working old media, it was a case of, if I'm not playing this for review, I can't justify playing this right now. Um, and... Nowadays, because I get to uh, n- now that I'm buying a- most of the stuff, it's I'm naturally feeling a lot more casual in how I play them. So 
uh, I can dedicate so much more time to a game like Mario Kart, and I am loving it. Uh, absolutely loving it. I'm possibly going to play it. Um, I say possibly going to play it. I'd definitely be playing it, uh, even though I've reviewed it. Because sometimes you just got to play a game and move on. Uh, yeah. Mar- that is Mario Kart is one I that I will just consistently come back. Yeah, come back to. Boom. Yeah. Um, also, and, I one thing I did yes. want to point out about that. I really like one of the touches that. I don't necessarily like that this is a default that you have to know to switch off, but I like that it's there from an accessibility standpoint. They have two options that are really good for accessibility. One is it will automatically hold down the accelerate button for you, and one where it will relatively drive your character like along the middle of the track, not an optimal path, but it will steer within a certain bound box for you so that you can focus on accelerating, braking, and using items and both of them allow one-handed play for people who cannot for various reasons play two-handed there's already stories coming out about like um one guy wrote a a nice little thing about his four-year-old daughter who'd had a stroke and couldn't play along with her siblings because the right side of her body doesn't really work but she can now left a one-handed have the accelerator auto held down steer with the left stick and she can play along too and just from an accessibility standpoint, I really like that those are options that exist. So that's basically Monday's episode in a nutshell. Oh, did I do the thing? I'm sorry. <laughs> and that's fine. I'll I'll still do it. This is, um, I, I don't um, give a fuck. Do the do the thing, Jim. I'm sorry. I didn't realize I was stepping on toes. No, no, no. That that's no. I'm going to basically <laughs> be talking a lot about the um, that feature on on the episode. If, yeah. Again, if no one decides to be a bellend b- between now and then, uh, and give me something else to talk about. Uh, but um, yeah, that and I'm going to be talking about some other features that Nintendo's done over the years and mm. uh, some other stuff. But but yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to having a. Uh, well, just a positive gym position in general. It's yeah. been a long time. It's it's nice when companies do good things and nice stuff. Yeah, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, fall in love with them. But you know, so every now and then you look at something and you think that's good. Let let's let's let it be known so yeah. we get more of it. You know. Um, there were a couple of little bits of uh, Nintendo news we got this week uh, while we're on Nintendo WeChat. Um, the Switch outsold their predictions for sales in the first month by about 50%. It sold almost 3 million units in its first month, which... They're doing well. Doing pretty damn well. That is like, a, that, that is well, like yeah. what, a third, maybe a quarter of the way to the Wii U's lifetime sales in a month. Yeah, did I read correctly um, a recent article where Nintendo were basically saying they're looking... They're, they're planning for this to outsell the Wii. Like, they... Uh, they they're feeling pretty confident they apparently are and like at the moment it is outpacing like it is the fastest selling nintendo console ever uh including the wii it's selling better than the wii did at launch um mario kart 8 deluxe is the most day one sales a mario kart game has ever had um this thing is selling well. People seem to be responding well to it. Um, it's selling well to the point that, like, rather than just allowing it to have artificial demand, Nintendo paid additional money to ship units via plane rather than boat to get more units out because they were like, we're not going to have enough units for people to keep buying. 
And apparently that's how they were able to sell three million rather than two million. Is that like a million of them were just airshipped? Um, what's the what's the switch up to? It's apparently in its first month it sold two point seven four million units. Uh, Breath of the Wild sold three point eight four million units in its first month. And interesting side fact that I'm curious. Like, there's a few possible explanations of Z- Breath of the Wild on the Switch outsold the Switch. More copies of <laughs> Breath of the Wild Switch sold than consoles. <laughs> so, I mean, I can see it because with with the the supply issue being a thing, I guess people were just like. I, I guess I'll just get it now and, and, yeah, and like, wait on this. Yeah, I, like, I, 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 I guess I can see why people would do it. I, I like, feel like in the store already. Yeah, I feel like that's the two factors are a people who bought the limited edition and also a standard version just to keep uh, to to actually play or whatever. But a lot of it does seem to be, and just like anecdotally, I asked around on Twitter, a lot of people wanted to get a Switch, couldn't. Wanted to, like, feel like they were going to get the Switch soon still anyway. Bought Zelda while they were there. They're like, oh, I'll grab a Switch when I can, but for now we'll just get Zelda. So, apparently well. Zelda is selling better... Uh, Zelda on the Switch is selling better than the console it's That's... played on. Own, only Nintendo could pull something like that. <laughs> I, and they, that's 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 one of those Nintendo situations that actually isn't... Uh, I mean, it's still still kind of based around that whole issue of being able to keep think people supplied. Yeah. Um, but it's... but at the same time it there is something more charming about that yeah. than the usual it, Nintendo situations I talk it, about. It is a case that they've clearly created like a must have piece of software that people are like I like without fail everyone who's picking up this console goes I have to play this game. And whatever you think of Breath of the Wild, you've got to give them that that is an achievement in and of itself to to have pulled that off. So Oh yeah, yeah. I mean mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Switch's success is staggering. I, I did not um, expect it to do this well. I I don't think anybody did. Uh, again, <laughs> I I this this I say this almost every week. This is why I don't predict shit with Nintendo because who the hell can? Who who can accurately enough? Um, but I mean, what what really uh, speaks to me about the success of the Switch so far is that this is the first proper. I mean, this is what Sony have been trying to do. Mm, this is what they wanted the Vita to be. Decade. They wanted the Vita to be. Here is our like high powered I mean, handheld. That, the PSP as yeah. well. This this has been Sony's aim for such a long time, and it's what I've wanted. For ten years, as someone who loves handheld gaming and loves playing, um, you know, has always loved uh, the the DS and always wanted the uh, PSP and the Vita to do well. Mm. Always really, really wanted to see them succeed. I wanted a high quality handheld device, and this, I mean, obviously, they, it's that hybrid thing, but but this is what I wanted the Vita to have yeah. success. Well, the Vita, and it means we're going to get. Like games for mm. it, and so, the shit that we, that the Wii U didn't have. Those lists of third parties that Nintendo trotted out before the Switch might, might uh, actually came out. support this thing. It, yeah, they that list was useless before the mm. Switch came out. Now that we're seeing how the Switch is performing, if, now that list is exciting. If see, here's the thing that excites me: is if Nintendo's whole idea they've got of like a new first party uh, piece of software every four to six weeks 
can keep this momentum up. And if that continues through the console's first year, I really think we might actually see some third-party support on a Nintendo device. And that's really exciting. And I'm sad that the Vita was never... that this never happened with the Vita. Because the Vita was very similar to this. It was... A very nicely built, high-powered gaming handheld. I loved, I loved it too. Um, yeah. And like Sony was so close in terms of mechanics to having this. They had yeah. their high-powered gaming handheld that they also sold a box where you could play the handheld games on your TV. And like they had the Vita and the Vita TV, and they so almost had the Switch thing going on of. Just, like, play your game on the handheld, come home, put it in your TV and play it there because it's a high pa- high enough quality yeah. visual to play on your TV. Sony was and so close. And let's make no mistake, we are right, before anyone chimes in, uh, in the comments or whatever, we are right to talk about the PlayStation Vita in the past tense. It is dead. Oh, it is. Oh, oh I mean, sure. Um, you know... Atlas or whoever might throw something on it here and there. Sure, sure, Severed was a thing before it went elsewhere, uh, but but make no mistake, right? Accept what I've accepted a long time ago and wear the same death shroud as I. For it is dead. Mm. Ring the bells, my friends. Do not live in denial. That way lies sorrow. Indeed. I was I was I was in that place. I, I, I was like, oh no, it's alive. It's alive. It's not. It's dead. I, I, it's dead. I still love my Vita. It's a wonderful device. I um I love that it had such a good library of visual novels and RPGs. Like those are two genres that I very much enjoy that got a lot of a uh, lot of entries on that platform. It was a really nicely produced device. But sorry Sony Nintendo managed to out uh, like make a more popular Vita. <laughs> yeah, ask not for whom the bell tolls, for the bell tolls for thee. Yeah, so uh. I, I I did have one last like switch thought while we're talking about how well it's doing, and I think like the thing that's sticking in my head is this is selling like a Nintendo handheld, not like a Nintendo home console. Mm, and mm, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. I think that while they were very keen ahead of launch to push this as this is our new home console that you can take away, honestly, I think this is their new handheld that you can connect to the TV. Yes, and I, I, I think that's yeah, yeah, because because that they they started moving away from the messaging of you can take this anywhere pretty quick after the initial announcement trailer and then started pushing oh it's just like the Wii again look at our rumble look at our mm-hmm. motion controls uh, but you're right it it certainly like, like it's on my desk right now um i like hooking it up to the tv because uh, you know mario kart looks great on the tv but the moment um you know someone needs to see something like catch a show or something or what, what have you, or, mm. you know, um, I've been hogging the TV all day, but I still want to play something instantly. I'm on it and it's been really useful on trips and more and more. I'm, I'm using it as a, a handheld mm. than, than a TV thing. It, you know? I, I just love that I can be recording down in my office for work. Um, cause I'm still doing my breath of the wild, uh, playthrough, and, 
It's like, oh, I want to go play in bed. I don't have to unplug a mains cable, unplug an HDMI, take something upstairs, plug in an HDMI and mains lead switch source channels. I can just bring the handheld upstairs. I've got a couple of hours battery that I can play in bed, bring it back down, chuck it back in the dock in the morning for, for recording. And that's just, I, that's a thing that fits really nicely in my life. So go Nintendo, I suppose. Um, do we have anything else we want to talk about this week? Uh, I'm good, I think. Have, have we got yeah, time I'm to... crashing pretty hard here. <laughs> I mean, okay, I was going to suggest do we have time to maybe do a question, but... Yeah, we do a question. Should we do a question? Go on, we'll um, do a question. Uh, let's go for one from Josh Clark. What's the best end credit sequence that you've seen or played in a video game? Ooh. Can I cheat uh, and say that, like, I went to see Guardians of the Galaxy 2 this week and the end <laughs> credits in that were so fucking good. They, they were fantastic, but it's not a video game, so you're going to have to think of another one, Jim, Gavin. By the way, Jim, did you see that yet? Uh, I haven't seen it. I, you're you're going to love the opening scene. You've said, I, I, yeah. I did see it. I, I saw yeah. it like two days ago and oh my goodness. I, I didn't think the soundtrack was as good as the first film, but yeah. I thought... But the they s- did have the chain by Fleetwood Mac, which yeah. pretty much makes up for anything and else that was missing. I, I will say, I think the the plot and the character development was better than the first film. I I, yeah. I teared up in this one. It was a good old film. It it had a surprising emotional punch, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it had an emotional punch. It had well-fleshed-out yeah. um, secondary cast members introduced that I came to actually have, you know, some feeling toward. It was good. Yeah. Uh, but and it was funny. To, to yeah. answer the question of, like, mm. games that it. have good end credit sequences... Um, now put my headphones back on now. Yeah, yeah, put your headphones on. We we didn't Cheers. we didn't spoil nothing. It's all good. Um I I really like the I think it was Undertale's end credit sequence where you were playing through a very difficult um like avoid getting hit in a shmup fashion thing where you're trying to dodge being hit by the the end credits. I love when games do something like that where they'll mimic their in-game Mechanics as yeah, something I was about you can to do say, during the credits. I was about to say near Automata for a very recent example. Mm. Uh, near the the that particular endings credit sequence mm. is uh, really really fantastic. I'm I'm trying to think. I know there are other ones where like you got to do things during the credits yeah. that uh, were um, mechanically engaging. Think- uh, flower was one. Oh, flower had you basically playing a flower level with the credits around it. So it, it wasn't like you were interacting with the credits, but you were the credit sequence and scroll yeah. was happening as you were still playing the mm. same game you'd been playing. I, I think one of the most memorable for me is still um, Zelda Majora's Mask. In that, I love that it the way it uses its end credits to go through and be like. This is, like, you've spent so long with this isolated set of characters over a two or three day loop of time. Here's what happens on day four. And just seeing all of these stories that you've focused on how to fix, just having their little bit of, this is where things went from there. In a really nice touching way that's like, this is this is the world that you created by doing this. I, right. I, I really like that. I like the ones in... um. 
I like the ones in the Grand Theft Auto games. They're simple. It's just loads of like panning shots over the various cities, but I find it quite nostalgic at the end of each GTA game to look back on the city that way. I can see mm. that. Well, yeah, I can see it doing that. It is really nice when any any game goes back over like here's a reminder of everything you've you've done across your adventure yeah. in a nice way. Yeah. Um, oh, the end. Do you remember the ending of? Um, of Link to the Past and Ocarina, how they would go past over all of the uh, oh yeah the villages and things, and everyone was happy. I wish Breath of the Wild had <laughs> had something like that. Yeah, yeah, it, it didn't really have the same kind of oomph. It just ends. Mm. Uh, I I would have loved with Breath of the Wild if they possibly like kept a marker of which side quests you did before before the end and gave pan overs of like here's yeah. what happened with that side quest you completed. They should have had uh, Ron Perlman do specialised endings, depending on your choices. <laughs> um, yeah, I I can't think of any others, but that that is some 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 good ones. There's there. lots of good ones. Are there any video any games that have right like um, interactive credit sequences? Well, that's, I'm trying, I'm trying to that's, think that's of that's any what we were saying. Like, Unnier Automata was yeah, one. Uh, Undertale, Undertale did. You had to dodge the credits. Um, I know that um, I know Super there's more Smash than those. Brothers. Oh yeah, Super Smash, Smash Bros. Brothers, yeah. Right? Where you have to beat up the credits as they scroll yeah. past, don't you? Oh, oh, Mass Effect 1 because of the fucking amazing song they have. Oh god, yes. Do you remember that song? Mm. So good. Do you want to do a Fonts? sing sing Was a bit for us, Gavin? Cuz you're the music and man. And I need you to recover cuz I can't make it on my own. Yeah, it's just a good song. It was so good. Patreon.com Miracle of Sound. Um, I'm now just realizing Smash. That's just him off the yeah. fucking cuff. <laughs> Smash That's me hungover as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Smash was definitely the one that was annoying me that I couldn't think of where you interacted with credits. It was beating up the credits in Smash. Uh, yeah, smashing them up quite literally. Yeah. Uh, that that sh- is is that a good place for us to wrap up then? We did eight. I'm, we did at I'm least a question. <laughs> I'm 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 good to go there. I'm actually like halfway through editing a gym position at the moment, uh, an extra one that's going that's, that's up. That's alright. I'm, uh, I'm I'm halfway through yeah. making a bed, so I can go back Ooh. to getting, getting drunk and making a bed. Ra- I, Ra- Rachel's making chicken burgers, and I can smell it in the next room, and I'm like, oh. I'm, I'm <laughs> no, that sounds good. I'm gonna finish eating my chicken nuggets, and then make a a double bed frame, and like cable tie it to a single bed frame to make a triple bed, because everyone oh. loves big old beds. I think I got some raisin bran. Raisin bran and work. That's what I've got. <laughs> I've I've got dragon soup and chicken nuggets and big old oh. beds that you should you should you should come over here and be in, Jim. There you go. Well well uh, unfortunately that'll have to wait. But until such time, how can people check out more of your work on the internet? Me? You can find my work, Laura K. Buzz, pretty much everywhere. That's Laura K. Buzz on Twitter, Laura K. Buzz on YouTube, Laura K. Buzz on Patreon, that's what pays the bills. Uh other than that, let's play videogames.com. So those are the places. We are all we are all in the tight fist of Patreon. Yeah. And it's corrupt grasp. Yeah. Uh, Gav, E-begging. your music. Your music and the internet and people's interactions thereof. How can you they f- make all that happen? You can find my music on YouTube, Miracle of Sound, our iTunes, Spotify, Bandcamp, all those good places, uh, Miracle of Sound on Twitter. And as I mentioned earlier, I do have a Patreon now as well, which during the podcast has gone up by 40 patrons, which is awesome. (gasps) So I'm now on 1,030. 
What, what, a, what, a, what a good boy you, and what a good supporting you, audience. You, you got more patrons than me now, so while you're... You've you're still ch- got more money per uh, thing, though. Oh, <laughs> uh, well... Oh, my God, look at this. Are we doing the, the back and forth now? <laughs> Totting up. Oh, my, oh my word. Oh, oh! We're still a long way from Jim, Laura. We'll uh, catch him. Yeah, though. we'll get him one day. Uh, before we before we finish, last bit of news that literally just happened while we were recording. Um, oh no! The Xbox Scorpio, the uh, development kits have a readout of your current FPS on the front of the box, and um, people are demanding that that be on the retail console so they can see their current <laughs> FPSs while they play. You know what? I would I I, I would find that a, a cool feature. It, it's actually, kind I don't of, think anyone would. I, I think yeah. the pub game publishers in particular would fight against it. Yeah, but, well, uh, uh, I, I love it as a feature. It's apparently there because like something to do with like there are requirements for what frame rates Scorpio games are going to have to run at. So like to right. monitor that, right. and people are just like, please, please give us that FPS counter. Um, Honestly, I I would love. I, I I don't think they would do it. I would. I would love to be wrong because I, I I just don't think I, I, Ubersoft would throw a fit, uh, but um, God, that would be a good feature. Yeah, that is like that's a really nice real time thing to be like. Here is your accurate like current yeah. frame rate. And don't get me wrong, like it's it's especially for a console, it's like no much more useful than than any little doingle. But it's uh, it, it would be interesting. It would be a fun little thing, and for for a reviewer, it would be interesting. Actually, yeah. uh, there'd be actual, like actual application as a reviewer uh, to be able yeah. to check frame rates in certain games. Yeah, it's you'd be able to be like, like is, is this stutter like um, something being loaded in? Is this an a- is this like technically a frame rate issue? You know. It would be how bad does this get? Yeah, like how bad does this how, fucking how get? How low this... is the frame rate dropping rather than just an estimation? Yeah, how 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 badly have you fucked this Ubisoft? That's why that is why we won't get to see it. So so there we go. Are we are we done? We're done. We are done. So we will see you next time. Thank you so much for your support and your listenership and everything else that you do. Unless it's like really bad stuff, like don't go robbing or anything. Um, unless it's like for a good cause, but check with an ombudsman on whatever it is you're doing. Uh, make sure you can get away with it. Uh, thank you so much. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.